Phantomaniacs. Okay, I promise this is not something I'm going to do a whole heck of a lot. Uh, this is an unboxing mini cast, and the first one that I did was because I basically wanted to see if the hashtags for Fortnite and unboxing could get the podcast any more <laughs> attention than it normally gets. Uh, in this case, this unboxing is because. It's such a big, crazy set of figures. I didn't feel like taking a bunch of pictures and writing about them and doing all that crazy stuff. I, I wanted to sit down and just record an unboxing like I did with the Fortnite figure. Uh, and I'm sitting here with Phantom Jr. Hello. And we were watching Ghostbusters. And we have paused Ghostbusters at the scene in the hotel... And we are going to unbox the what? What is what is that? Mezco Toys, Mezco 112 Ghostbusters. That's right. So two weeks ago, we went to Atlanta Comic Con, and I went a little crazy and bought the Mezco 112 Collective Ghostbusters. Now most of you probably know that I'm a huge fan of the 112 Collective action figures. I think they're the greatest action figures of all time. Uh, you can't see it, but Phantom Jr. is gesturing towards my 112 Collective collection. And these Ghostbusters, I followed their production pretty closely, and as good as they looked, one of the issues that I had was forever they didn't have the tubes that go from the left leg of their jumpsuits to up behind the belts. And while it's a weird thing that I honestly, like if I was 20 years old and you asked me about the Ghostbusters uniforms, I wouldn't have known that these tubes even existed. But now, as like a mega nerd and somebody who has studied Ghostbusters like crazy, I know these tubes are a thing. And for the longest time on these 112 figures, when they were showing production photos, they didn't have these tubes. And with 112 Collective being, for me, the high watermark of quality for action figures, uh, they just weren't going to be acceptable. And I've bought, uh, Phantom Jr., you can back me up on this, I have bought, like, every Ghostbusters figure that's come out. Yes, you have. I've got the Mattel ones. Mm-hmm. I've bought the Diamond Select ones. Yep. And they j none of them have been good enough. And now we have Professor Xavier in a dance pose on top of the 10. Now that's the first thing I want to notice about this set is it comes in this giant 10, mm -hmm. which I didn't realize. This is pretty cool looking, right? Yep. And it's got an embossed cover like the the Ghostbusters logo is raised. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. It's like a raised thing. Uh, it's just, it's beautiful packaging, and then I don't want to flip it over, 
because I don't know how they're in there. What, what have we got on the back here? We've got, well, we've got the price tag, which I'm going to take off and put away right now. I, I mean, I paid MSRP for them. I didn't get the same deal that Zack Ryder did on the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, but I am not a world-famous professional wrestler, so I don't expect any deal skis. Uh, but it is worth noting that I purchased this from Needless Toys. So the Needless Things podcast has a Needless Toys connection. So on the back of this tin, it's not like a piece of paper taped to it. It's printed on the actual tin, the pictures of the figures and Slimer and all the accessories and everything that comes in this. It's like, this thing's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. This is beautiful packaging. Like, so when we walked up to the guy at Atlanta Comic-Con, this was immediately noticeable. Like, it was one of those things where you walk by the booth and it's an eye catcher. Like, it gets you to stop and look. And as I wanted to talk to those guys, and I, I said, wow, you've got that Ghostbusters set. And he said, you want to look at it? And I was like, no, no, don't worry about it. And he said, no, I'll open it up. It's cool. I, I like opening this thing. This it, It's beautiful. And so I, being kind of a sucker... I uh, said, so, okay, open it up. And once he opened it up, that was it. And we're going to open it up right now. So uh, the tin, it, it is a tin. It's got a lid that just comes right off. Ooh, you heard that. Uh, I don't know what that was. The top part comes off, and it reveals inside in the typical 112 Collective perfect packaging all four Ghostbusters, four Proton Packs, Slimer, um, some stands, a bunch of hands, uh, all kinds of good stuff in here. What do we got? There's a, there's a trap. There's raised goggles. I didn't even notice all this when we're, when, uh, he was showing Their it to us. Their heads are in the wrong places. Are alternate heads, yeah. Look. Oh yeah, that's weird, huh? Well, and it's... Except for... Yeah, Winston's in the right place, but yeah, Egon's like two heads over. But we're gonna we're gonna take this out now. Now it's worth uh, mentioning also that Mezco. One of the great things they do with these 112 figures is how they're packaged. Everything is very carefully packaged. Uh, they're in separate trays. Each accessory has its own little spot. Uh, but there are no twist ties. We hate twist ties, right? Terrible. They're terrible. Uh, so I am going to actually pull this whole entire plastic tray out if I can. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, okay. So we pull the top tray out that has the figures and the accessories in it. And underneath that is another tray that has the stands that are, the, these are the standard 112 collective stands that have the base with a peg in it but also the armatures, which granted, I don't think the Ghostbusters are probably going to be flying around no. or anything. They don't do a whole lot of aerial kung fu. Uh, so if we pull this out, now that comes right out. I'm just going to set the tin aside on the floor here because we don't need that. Uh, and we can open this up. We can take a look. We'll probably set these aside because we don't need this right now. Oh, there's some instructions, though. I'm going to pull those out. But we've got uh, four... Batteries. Huh? There's batteries. 
Yeah, the proton packs light up. I didn't even know that. Uh, so we have in this tray, we've got the four stands, and we've got the proton streams that are beautiful. What has that? That's cool, huh? Yeah. It's clear, but it has like the electricity around it. Like these look really, really cool. We'll we'll get back to these later once we get the figures and the accessories out. Uh, so we'll set this aside for right now and get back to it after we've taken a look at the figures. Now where did those instructions go? So we've got instructions here and I would imagine these are going to be a little bit thicker than your normal 112 instructions, which honestly they don't usually come with a whole heck of a lot. Uh, on a little plastic bag here. And also, in addition to the instructions, we have one, two, three, four of the 112 Collective Mylar bags that they provide to store all the accessories in, which is very cool. I'm going to set those aside. Those are for like the hands and stuff? Right, for all the extra hands or the extra heads or whatever. Uh, we've got the typical 112 collective instruction sheet, uh, instruction sheet that points out, hey, this is for an adult collector. Don't hand this to a five-year-old. Uh, no, you've you've grown up around toys. I consider you an adult collector. Yay. You're you're uh, you know your stuff. You've you've grown up here in the Phantom Zone. You know how to <laughs> handle stuff properly. Uh, this shows how to unscrew and remove the battery cover for the proton packs and put the batteries in, which means we're going to have to bust out our little tiny screwdriver. Uh, which, by the way, we've got... We need to use our little tiny screwdriver to fix your G.I. Joe figures oh, yeah. that we got at the Augusta Comic Con. Alright, so now it is time to dig in to the main course, and that is the four Ghostbusters secured in their plastic tray. Now, as always... Nope. Uh, the 112 Collective figures have all kinds of, of special packaging. They've got a lot of uh, little pieces of plastic separating the parts to keep them all safe and secure and to keep paint from getting scratched. Um, there are the batteries down in the bottom right. And uh, you know what? You want to take out Slimer first? Yes. Let's take Slimer out. <laughs> What do you think? Oh my gosh, Slimer has a butt. <laughs> what do you think of Slimer's butt? Great. Great. Uh, so, we've seen a lot of Slimer figures over the years. And uh, as a matter of fact, you and I recently saw the Diamond Select Toys Slimer at Atlanta Comic Con. And what is up with that Slimer's arms? Very strange. Why did they put Hulk Hogan arms on that Slimer? I don't know. It looks so weird. Slimer has never looked like that, ever. Alright, so what is what does this Slimer look like? Uh, very clear. It's a nice translucent color. It's like he's got a big head. Like He's got almost like an alien head. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what he looks like. That, 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 I cannot believe how well-defined his buttocks are. <laughs> So what do we have? Oh man, I just pulled his. He's got a uh, he's got a clear stand with a ball joint 
on the end of the peg that kind of goes underneath in there and it lets you angle the figure on the stand and uh, his arms are hinged ball joints his head doesn't move at all but it really I mean it doesn't need to no because if his head moves then his whole body moves right right because he's basically just a head with arms yeah and and a and a butt a prominent butt that's (laughs) crazy but, but, <laughs> I mean, that's a great Slimer. Mm-hmm. It lo- it's everything you need Slimer to be at this scale. Like, if there was a full body life-size Slimer, like we even, have. well, we've got the little one that's the spirit store one. But, I mean, if it was a real Slimer, I think it'd be a little bigger than that even. But, like, if you were going to pay, like, a $1,000... For a real prop Slimer. Maybe it would have like a moving mouth and more arms. But I mean, for a, for a 112 scale Slimer, that's great. Mm-hmm. I think it did a good job. Uh, Alright, what do we do next? Oh, here, let's look at this thing. Since this is the scene we were just looking at, this is Venkman's little squirter thing. That he was using in Dana Barrett's apartment, mm-hmm. where she's like, "Are you sure you're using that thing right?" And he goes, "I, I think so. <laughs> this is nice. Uh, is that plastic or is that a bendy wire? I think that's plastic. See, I feel like those should be bendy wires because yeah. I feel like they're a little too delicate. But you've mm-hmm. got, you've got the uh, little piece of of uh, machinery, whatever it is." You've got the squeezy bulb at the end, and then you've got the rod that he's aiming around her apartment. This is cool, and I'm glad it came with this, mm-hmm. but I do not they don't use this while they're in these jumpsuits ever. And, and look, Mezco, kudos for including every Ghostbusters prop. I think it's a walkie-talkie. Yeah, uh, each, of the, each of the guys has a walkie-talkie, which is very cool. Um... And what, uh, Ray, there are Ray's, uh, ecto goggles. That not we'll... next to Ray. Not... Yeah, yeah. No, wait. That's Peter, that's Egon, that's Ray, that's Winston. So, yeah, they're oh, yeah. not next to Ray. Uh, one ghost trap. What is this? This is nothing. What is it? Is that just a little. No, something fell. Oh, is something stuck somewhere else probably yeah all right probably underneath winston all right so let's pull out one of the figures who do you want to take out uh ray take ray out ray's your favorite isn't he yep i like ray he's funny dan Aykroyd is the man we need to watch nothing but trouble after we're done watching ghostbusters okay so we're taking ray out first of all look at that head it looks pretty good doesn't Mm -hmm. it the, the default head is just sort of Ray with a neutral expression on his face. Uh, and Oh, and actually, one question that I had when I posted online that I had purchased these, uh, one of the comments that I got was about the zippers on the coveralls. And I gotta say, I mean, if you, if you bought 112 figures, especially if you bought Blade... Or, uh, who did I just get? Well, anyway, uh, the Blade. Oh, Diabolic. Diabolic doesn't have any zippers, though. Uh, But Blade 
his trench coat, he's got uh, the zippers. And uh, 112 Collective, these zippers are pretty incredible. And, I, I mean, maybe they're a little big, but uh, what are you going to do with this scale? Mm. Like, they don't look crazy. No. I think they're totally reasonable. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? This is probably a PKE meter right here. Oh, yeah. And you know what? There's another walkie-talkie should be right here. I hope we're not actually missing pieces. I think they just, like, fell maybe. Oh, something. yeah, okay. Here we go. There's a walkie-talkie. And there's another walkie-talkie. That goes right here. PKE meter's probably down in one of these divots here somewhere. Um, I mean, look, how hard is it going to be to keep all this stuff in these trays accurately? Uh, so anyway, Ray... Oh, there it is. I got it. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right so, on top of the thing. so here, we've got the PKE meter. And, oh, look at that. Look, the little things come out on the side. The screen looks great. It's even got little patterns on it. Like, it's not just green. You see the little lines on it? So that's fantastic. PK meter goes right there. Uh, But Ray's likeness is, is absolutely fantastic. The zipper is functional. It moves up and down. It's not gigantically huge. It's bigger than a real world zipper. Mm -hmm. Like, to scale, but it's fine. Um, but looking at these guys, I'm going to pull Venkman out while you're looking at Ray. And like I said, the tube is there and the tube is bendy. It's, it's got, it looks like it's got a wire armature in it. So you can actually pose it up and down. Uh, okay. I'm looking at the default head on Venkman and I mean, it's great. The paint, mm-hmm. maybe his skin should be a little darker, maybe have a little more. Uh, this is a little prettier than Bill Murray, <laughs> I think. But it looks great. And look, the elbow pads are mm-hmm. separate little pieces with elastic on them, but plastic backs. I mean, the, this is yeah. this is the kind of stuff cosplayers go nuts for because it's accurate. Uh, each figure has a name tag. Uh, They've all got their names on them. Venkman, Zedmore, Spengler, Stance. Uh, They've got the utility belts with the clip, uh, with the whatever the little piece of business is on the left side, the like circuit board that nobody really knows what it is. It's just a nice little piece of costume business. Uh, They've got a spot for the uh, a little holster for the walkie-talkie. And then the tube that I mentioned that's on the left side of the uh, jumpsuit just disappears under the belt, which is accurate to the movie. Uh, if you look at materials about the making of the movie and stuff, that's where that goes. Uh, another nice detail that they got right is Venkman. Uh, unlike the other guys, Venkman does not tuck his coveralls into his boots. His coveralls are just over his boots. Uh, and they got that right. Let's take a look at the other Venkman head here, because this one's a little serious. Let's see. Oh, this is the... Okay, so Egon's alternate head is a is a scared, screaming head, which I love. 
I don't know if they're all like that. No, Ray's is like kind of confused. Um, okay, so Venkman's alternate head is is basically the when Slimer's coming at him, mm-hmm. like this is what he looks like. He's screaming, and it's great. It's fantastic. It looks really, really good. Ray's is kind of confused looking. Let's see. Oh yeah, Ray's. Ray's is that's hilarious. Oh my gosh, I think he might be my favorite because he's not screaming. He is just look like, yeah. I wish he had a little tiny cigarette to stick to his lip because that's that's the look. Uh, and then Winston, uh, not screaming, but definitely concerned. Mm-hmm. Concerned. Uh, all right. So all four guys have the same coveralls. Now, what I, one thing I was curious about, let me see Ray real quick, is if they would have the same bodies because Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd don't all have the same build. Like, you can kind of... Ernie Hudson and uh, Dan Aykroyd, you could probably get away with being the same, but... Look, I think Ray's a little thicker. Feel feel their bodies. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely different. Yeah, they're different bodies. Now, Egon should be a little bit taller than the other guys. Let me see. I think um, they have different, yeah, they have different colors. Like, his is a little bit darker. You can is it barely tell, but I think it's a bit darker. Let me um, take a look at. Oh, look! And Egon is taller. This is something that no other Ghostbusters line has gotten right. The fact that the actors are are different body types, but they have Egon is taller and skinnier than Ray and Peter. Let's take a look at Winston and see. Winston probably has about the same body as uh, Peter, I'm guessing. I, well, I don't know. That might even be a little bit different. Uh, but the likenesses, I tell you, I think out of all of them, Harold Ramis is good, but I mean, this, that looks just like Ernie Hudson. Although Ray's really good. Why is Ray dancing with Slimer now? <laughs> or is he fighting him? What's happening? Because they're friends in the show. Oh, you're right. You're right. I, the, I think the, the Dan Aykroyd and the Ernie Hudson likenesses are best. They're all good. Mm-hmm. But these two are just dead on. Uh, I, I They're fantastic. These are... The best Ghostbusters action figures, which they needed to be for the price tag. Uh, Let's pull out one of these proton packs and take a look at this thing. Mm -hmm. So the proton pack... Oh, Egon's easier to move around. Is he a little looser? Yeah, try to move around like raise leg and then do Egon. Yeah, well, sometimes these need a little bit of... uh, I'll tell you one thing I'm concerned about, though is moving... Well, they've got... Okay, so we mentioned Peter. His coveralls are out on top of his boots. Like, they go over his boots while the other guys all have them tucked into their boots. 
Um, my concern was that well, they're not, I mean they're about the same my concern was that the tucked in boots would come out but they really don't do they Mm-mm. no they're I mean they're in there they've got them attached in there somehow I think they're like super glued and uh, one of, if you've read needlessthingspodcast.com and you, you've read my other reviews of 112 figures which I've done quite a few uh, the ankles have been a point of contention with me. I've been disappointed in the... These are great ankles. They're great ankles. They have a lot of range compared to some of the other... Well, even compared to, like, a Marvel Legends figure. Like, these are really good. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Egon. Egon's glasses are attached to the face, which I'm fine with. Yes. Because I would rather not lose the glasses. I'd rather them just be attached to the face. Uh, let's get back to the proton packs. So the proton packs are very interesting because the straps are attached to a wire frame. And can sort of move around a little bit. And have a an actual buckle... That I may not... Oh, there we go. So that's actually works like a belt. Hmm. And then the... Oh my gosh, feel the wire. That's like... It's kind of like my microphone wire on my PS4. Yeah. Uh, it's like... Set. It's an actual, like, flexible metal hmm. wire type thing. That's crazy. So... The proton packs are, are really well done. Let's put one on Egon and see how it looks. Uh, fortunately, these figures are loaded with articulation and are generally very easy to get parts on. Mm-hmm. Like extra accessories, jackets, whatever the case may be. So we get... I'll tell you one thing that would have been neat that I don't necessarily need, but I'm thinking of it as we're looking at these. It would have been cool if they had come with alternate ungloved hands. Yeah. And had gloves that fit. Because uh, I noticed we just, we the scene we stopped at, we were watching Ghostbusters, and the scene we stopped at is where they go to the hotel. And uh, I noticed that Peter has his black gloves tucked into the belt of his proton pack. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not in the utility belt, it's in the belt of his proton pack. And uh, that would have been cool. Okay, so, the backpacks fit right on. They look great. Uh, The belt part is very easy to, to fix in the right place. The straps go right on. And... Unlike some other Ghostbusters toys, the proton packs clip right on like they're supposed to. You know, I say that, and I'm actually trying to figure out how this thing was on here now. (laughs) I think it goes on like that. Where's the clippy part? Alright, i got to look at one of the other packs to see how it was on there. Oh, it's not there. 
it's right there. Okay, look at that. So that oh, little cool. clip goes right there, and boom, done. And Slimer is now massaging Ray's head. <laughs> is that what's happening there? Uh, so unlike other Ghostbusters figures, the Positron Slider clips right on to the proton pack just like in the movie and you can arrange uh, since the wire is flexible you can arrange it how you want it to be arranged so here we have Egon fully suited up with his proton pack uh, default head looking good and uh, let's take a look, since we don't want to go on too, too long about this, let's look at the trap. We've got the wire is coiled up, but much like the uh, cable on the proton pack, the wire is flexible, bendable, you can control how you want it to uh, be. Uh, the ghost trap has the pedal connected by the wire, the trap does not appear to actually open up which honestly I'm okay with that mm -hmm. we've had other ones that open up but everything else about these Ghostbusters is so far superior that I, it's not like an opening trap would have been the, the be all end all of it um, so I guess the last thing to look at is the variety of hands Let's see how many hands each of the guys came with. Uh, looks like four additional hands. There are open hands, like fully open, like relaxed hands. Mm -hmm. And then there are hands, uh, the default ones are just fists, which actually is kind of weird. Yeah. Because it's not like they go around punching ghosts. <laughs> Uh, and then the other ones are ones for grasping all the equipment, the walkie-talkies or the uh, positron sliders or neutrino wands. Neutrino wands, I think that's what they're called. And now uh, Winston is punching uh, Peter, and he probably had it coming. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into switching out the hands and all that stuff because these these are 112 figures. We've done that a dozen times now with different 112 figures. We know uh, the, those pegs work really well. They're very easy to manipulate and to manage. Uh, what I will do, though, is slide one of these walkie-talkies into Egon's uh, belt and see just how well that works. And unsurprisingly, it fits in there perfectly. It looks like it's supposed to look. It looks good. Yep. And uh, uh, all the tampos, uh, I mentioned the names on the coveralls, but of course, something that's absolutely critical to these figures are what? The uh, Ghostbuster logo. And that is, and it looks great. Yep. They're super clean, they look excellent. They're bright. They're vibrant. Uh, these these are absolutely fantastic. Oh, you know what? Let's check out how the proton streams attach. Oh yeah. 
to the neutrino wands. So I'm going to bring this tray, well, I don't need the whole tray, I'm just going to open that tray back up. And... Alright, let me see this. Does it just go on the end there, I guess? Okay, this might be the only confusing part of these figures. Oh, oh, no, it's not confusing at all. There's a slot um, in the stream that fits over the piece that's underneath the neutrino wand. So it's actually, once you look at it, it's very clear how it works. Mm -hmm. And it looks great. It looks really cool. And they're all, the, the four streams are the same color. So that it's not like, Ray's is pink. Egon's is blue. Like, it's none of that business. This is all purely based off the movie and how everything looks in the movie. Um, and I guess I should probably go get a screwdriver so we can put some batteries in one of these proton packs and see how these things look. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to... Uh, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to go grab a screwdriver. You just... Talk about these. Phantom Jr. Nah. Yeah, no, just share your thoughts about what you're looking at and what you're doing. What are you doing right now? Uh, just putting a proton pack on Ray. So I, I'm switching his hands out. Which hands are you putting on him? Uh, the, the grasping hands. Now, have you, you've switched out hands on a 112 figure before, right? I don't think I've ever held one. You've held one before. I've held one, but I haven't played with it. Alright. I've, like... Because I've picked up that Spider-Man and the Flash. But I've never actually, like, looked at them and tried to play with them at all. Alright. I've got my tiny screwdriver. Oh, go ahead. I'll use this one. Okay. This now, the... The battery compartment on these is a little tricky to get to. It's underneath the wire frame. This is probably going to be a pain. But uh, I've got my tiny screwdriver that every toy collector should have. I am unscrewing the tiny screw. And uh, is it attached to the panel? It is not. So be very, very, very careful with these tiny screws because they're not attached to the panel that you're removing. You know how some toys, the screw doesn't actually come off. But uh, in this one it does. And we've got to get three of these impossibly tiny batteries into this proton pack. Mm. I don't love this. Sounds fun. No, it doesn't at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna put these in one of the Mylar baggies, probably. Alright, so the batteries are in their own separate little container. Uh, which is kinda nice. And each proton pack takes three batteries. Oh my gosh, I don't know how my big fat fingers are gonna get this in here. I could try. You, I might have to get you to try. Okay, so they go... I don't think this is on. Yeah, this is definitely not on. Okay, the...
button faces that way. This is madness. Mezco, what are you thinking with these little tiny batteries? Children are going to like swallow these. Uh, I apologize to the listeners. We've gotten to a spot in the show where things are just frustrating. These batteries, these batteries are going to be a pain in the butt. The bottom. Yeah, very much so. Oh. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. We we may have found the flaw in me- Oh no, now that battery's stuck in there. It's under the spring. Oh no. Oh no is right. Okay, so listeners, I really wanted to get these batteries in here and tell you how these proton packs worked, but uh, this is this is a pain. I do not want to have to do what I'm doing right now four times. Oh, now the battery is under the spring. Just get out of there. No, just fall out. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try this one more time. And then uh, we are going to call getting the batteries in a lost cause and (laughs) wrap this thing up. Alright, there's one. There's two. Oh my gosh. I don't know how I'm even going to get this one in. Oh, get in there. Oh my gosh, I did it. They're probably in the wrong way. Oh, and how do we activate this thing to even find out if it is in the right way? Oh, there's a button in the back. Um, Where's the button? Let me see. Yes. Well, don't. I don't want the batteries to fall out. All right. Well, let me, first, let me make sure I've got them in the right way. Okay. Okay. Yes, they are. They appear to be facing the correct way. Let me put the little hatch back on. Uh, you guys, I apologize if this is tedious to listen to, but it is even more tedious to be doing. Okay, where is this? Oh, wait, there's the... Oh, look at that! Look at that! There's a big silver button on the back of the proton pack. And, uh... Okay, look. The red lights look neat, right? Yeah. They're bright. They're clear. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> that's that was a lot of work. For just four little red lights on your proton pack. Uh, and then on top Only of that... three batteries for four lights. Uh, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. And then on top of that, it's not like... I mean, this is a toy. If you are a toy collector, as I'm sure anybody listening to this is, listeners, uh, you know you can't just leave the batteries in your toys because they're going to decay... And uh, get that gross, nasty battery fungus or whatever it is all over the place. So, I don't know. I Oh, wait. You know what I didn't notice? Look. Oh, yeah. A little blue light on the... Uh, it's the... I yeah, think it's the... Left. I think it's the level. Like, yeah. how much energy is left. That actually looks really good. You know what? That totally turned me around on this. So, we've got... The four red lights on the little circular part of the bottom, but then the top left, there's the blue, like, energy level light, and it looks really, really cool. Because it's actually, 
it's two different shades of blue. Yeah. Like, it's different levels. I wonder if they all have different levels. Oh, that's a good question, but we're not going to find that out live here on the Needless Things minicast, because we've already gone too long with these damn batteries. I know, I can't believe I said that, but that's how I feel about these batteries. Uh, Okay, so, in closing, to wrap this thing up, this set's phenomenal. These are absolutely the Ghostbusters figures that I have been waiting for my entire life. They are better than Mattel's. They are better than Diamond Select's. Uh, They're the best of the best. And worth every penny, penny. Because when you consider the fact that Mezco 112 figures cost like 80, 85 bucks a piece and you get four Ghostbusters and Slimer for an MSRP of $300, like, that's a deal. It's a great deal. And it's not like you're just going to buy one Ghostbuster. Nobody's going to buy... If if you're going to buy one Ghostbuster, then you don't care enough to want the very best Ghostbusters figures anyway. Mm-hmm. So, Phantom Jr., what is your... Uh, what, what's your view on these? These are amazing. Can you imagine there ever being better Ghostbusters figures? Uh, no. Right. I don't know what else. I don't know what anybody would do to make better figures. And the cool thing is uh, that you could get like the Diamond Select ghosts and stuff to mm-hmm. go with these. Yep. Because they, yeah, they're a little bigger scale, but it doesn't matter because they're ghosts. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're out there listening. And you were kind of on the fence about Mezco's 112 Ghostbusters figures, which is understandable because it's an investment. Uh, I'll go ahead and say, get them. I think these things are going to skyrocket in value. Uh, Right now, you can probably get them for a little under the MSRP because people aren't buying them because it's a lot of money to spend all at once. But I think, you know, give it a few months, give it a year maybe, and this set is going to be one of those Mezco things that just goes through the roof in value because people are going to realize how great a set it is. They're going to realize they're the best Ghostbusters figures that have ever been made. And they're going to be kicking themselves for not getting it when they could get it for only 300 bucks. I predict this time next year, this set's going to be going for close to a grand. So if, if you're at all considering getting this set, get it now and uh there you go that's uh your your old pal dave signing off phantom jr yes you want to tell him goodbye and thank you thank you for watching or listening yeah we're not we're not quite to the watching point yet (laughs) and goodbye goodbye thank you for listening to the needless things podcast you're the best you can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh. <laughs>